What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child. Blast off. Welcome. And we're back. And we're back. And we're black. I mean, back. Yo, what up, E? You look confused. What up, man? Always confused. I have a newborn or a, a toddler <laughs> or an infant or whatever you call it at this stage. A five, five month old now? She's about to be six on the ninth. Already? Yeah, dude. Moving. Moving. Yeah, it's crazy, man. We just introduced uh, giving her first compotas. So that's a. Uh, you know, baby food for non-Hispanics. Mm. Um, and it's it's been interesting. Like, we just started introducing it. We started with uh, carrots and then peas, which seemed like peas might have given her some kind of a rash or something on her cheeks. Her cheeks got, like, really, like, red and stuff. So we're going to slow – we put that to the side. And then today we gave her uh, pumpkin, and she seemed to like it. And she gets super excited <laughs> when we're giving it to her. It's mad cute, dude. Way to the uh, way do you see the change in those ingredients in the diapers? <laughs> oh no no, we already started to see it. Like right now, it's kind of like it's kind of cute still. Like oh right. look at the difference. Oh wow, you know. But I'm sure once more and more solids start coming through, hey yo, it's gonna it's gonna get, that, get interesting. Get that deuce. <clears throat> you know, actually, and I'll probably keep coming back to this. Oh, quite a few times on this podcast with UK, but what is the? Give me a quick uh, play by play again with the with the potty training thing again because she's about to be six months. Okay, and you so, said you started at five months. Yeah, so get the get the portable potty right, mm-hmm. and then every time she it seems like she has to go to the bathroom or whatever, then you just start. But how like, how okay how in the hell? Do you foresee that she's a, she goes to the bathroom every, like whenever the hell she wants, man? Yo, sign gonna, language, B. No, yeah, re, no, real talk. I'm, like, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the book title for you. My wife keeps telling it to me, and I keep forgetting it. I'm gonna get it for you, but I mean, there was basically some just like quick, quick sign language and some a way to communicate with the with the baby, and the baby can kind of <laughs> begin to communicate with you back to let let you know when. Right, but, but feeling like doing something. How do you communicate if, for example, most of the time it's when the baby's laying off to the side and you turn your back and you're doing something and you go back and that's it. Like, and she doesn't speak and she's unless she's gonna do a ah, 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 like Morse code. Not, <laughs> I, I really don't. Unless you're just sitting there looking and waiting for the sign language, a like lot, I don't lot, know. At the beginning, a lot of times it's it's like when you're paying attention, right? It's like when you guys are like, right. Kind of in but the, that's still it, without it, pampers. You're saying you're doing it still without pampers. No, no. I mean, so I mean, some people go drastic with 
drastic with it. No, we still at the beginning at like the five month mark, we still had oh, diapers okay. on them, right? Okay. Because we were kind of new to the whole to that whole like getting rid of it, starting early and getting rid of everything. It's after you after they start getting used to going on a potty, at least to do number one, then and then and then they you start getting that flow of communication and they you know this takes a little bit of time and then right. them understanding like being able to communicate with you like when they have to go to the bathroom then you can begin to ease up off of off of the diapers some people just go cold turkey out the gate you know and they I don't see and, how that's even possible, and then man. and then uh, and then other people uh, like like myself my wife we we just found a way that kind of we felt comfortable with that got us out of the diapers quick, but was also, you know, we weren't trying to get mess all over the place. You know what I mean? So, yeah, sh- sh- share that book, man, because that must be some magic. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely <laughs> it's I some mean... sorcery being pulled off there because I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. this little baby being able to do anything that says, hey, uh, it's on again. You know, like I know you just changed my diaper, but it's about right. to happen again. Right. Like I changed her diaper and literally within 10 minutes she had peed again like. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. <clears throat> Speaking of diapers, I just learned my son uh, schooled me last night on and Manny, maybe you've heard this already. Hmm. But uh, apparently, at least in his school or in some of his friends, uh, there's a new kind of eeny, meeny, miny, mo that they do. No. Well, t- <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> the suspense. So it's, it's pretty short, but it's uh, pretty funny. He goes, uh. Donald Trump picked his butt all the way to Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one. That's pretty good. I wonder what the so that's you're you're in you're in the West Coast, um, yeah. Santa Monica. So I wonder what the version of that is in like uh, Kentucky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or or something like that. Or mm. or, or Miami. Or Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that was that was interesting. I, I haven't then, heard that, but I'm sure something like I'm. I bet you li- tomorrow he'll come back with some shit like yeah. that. <clears throat> are you uh, are you doing you dressing your daughter up tomorrow? E first Halloween. Uh, I mean, yeah, like nothing, not like a full on costume. Yeah. Uh, today, actually, we dressed her, and my mom bought her something like Halloween theme. We went to visit my grandma, who's who's in the in like a nursing home right now getting yeah. rehabilitation. So we we dressed her today and then tomorrow we're planning on dressing her up again in something like more, you know, just Halloween related. And then my neighborhood, which is a new development, is trying to get all proactive and do like this. Have you ever heard of this? Um, Damn, what do they call it? Trunk funk or tr- treat or oh, trunk or treat? Trunk yeah. Or, nah. yeah. So so supposedly trunk or treat. They passed out these flyers. And um, they're saying that you open your trunk and you dis- you like you put stuff, you know, you uh, decorate your trunk and then you put the candy in the trunk and you hang out, you know, in front of your driveway with your trunk open all, you know, and whoever has the best trunk wins like a prize and and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not going to do another trunk stuff. So uh, <laughs> now I'm going to just you already had somebody come into your car already. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to sit in front of my crib. Uh, got my mom coming over. My girl's grandmother, we're going to dress up the baby, you know, and then just sit there with candy and right. see the kids' costumes given. And then my neighbors are doing like a potluck where everybody's supposed to go over. I don't know if I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll say what's up. But, uh, 
Yeah, whatever, neighborhood stuff. But are, but are yeah. you dressing up yourself? I'm not dressing up. No, man. <laughs> How about you, Kay? Um, I've got like a default <laughs> like mask that my son has that I end up wearing every year, and I just put it on the top of my head. <laughs> Yo, y'all are whack, son. Y'all are... You see... You know, you seem like the dress up type dude, man. Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna dress up as? No, but close. Olive oil. That makes sense. Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna be Popeye. My wife's gonna be olive oil. Yeah, I'll dress up as Lou Ferrigno. I was the cowardly lion last year, bro, from The Wizard of Oz. Oh, so you go Yo, all in. I thought you were him. Nah, I am him. I'm trying to explain. <laughs> Do you um? Is does your oldest daughter still or? Yeah. Go out, or or did she did she say nah, no more trick or treating? Nah, she's still she's still down still into with, it. Yeah, she's yeah. still down. She's gonna be uh um uh, what is it a zombie? Okay, so it's a full on family affair then, huh? Yeah the the only thing we haven't quite done yet is like the coordinated family costume thing. We're we're gonna reach that cornball level at some point soon, <laughs> but but we're not there yet. Damn, y'all whack, son. I thought I thought I was dealing with some like in the spirit kind of cats. I'm, I, no, I'm in the spirit. I'm just not in the spirit of dressing up. Now maybe when she gets a little older and she might ask me to or want me to or maybe I will. But I, you know, I, I put in some decorations. I put a big spider web in front of the crib and pumpkins and little, you know, orange lights that my girl thinks are corny. And you know candles, <laughs> fake candles that light up at, at a certain time. And I'll probably have a smoke machine out there tomorrow night. Oh, okay. And and I'm gonna play. I'm gonna bring a little thing and play like Halloween theme music and stuff. So nah, I'm, I'm I I actually love Halloween. I've always liked it since a little kid in terms of it like kicking off the holiday seasons. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the the trail to presents on Christmas. So it's like Halloween was you know, and it was beginning of like the holidays for school, like you know the days off. And the cartoons, I loved all the like the you know the Charlie and the Pumpkin Patch and all that stuff. Right. So I, I definitely love I, no, I love the season. I love the time of the year, the weather, everything, man. So nah, I'm definitely that dude. <clears throat> all right, good. Oh, actually, I have more. I, I have an update just to go back a little bit. So we're talking about potty. My my daughter's still not really rocking with it. She's no, I just try I tried it. You said party yeah. in a Dominican way. Oh, in a, in talking a, about the party. In a Bostonian way, the patty. Uh, nah, she's she's like we. Might, if we're lucky, we get one squat a week where she actually does something. Otherwise, right. she's like running away, like in a corner. Luckily, she's not lying to us because when we catch her in the act, she's like, "Yeah, I'm doing it," and then we race her to the potty. Yeah. But she's not. She's not really it's all, feeling it's it. Con- consistency. That's all it is. That's the hardest thing ever, bro. <laughs> I know, I know, but I guess that's really the the deal with kids is the uh, at least in my limited experience that the consistency, even if it's painful, seems to seems to pay off. It's true. It's true. Not not easy. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I have a, I have a fun story. So my daughter, <clears throat> she was in a basketball tournament. Uh, a couple weekends ago, and one of the parents got into it with the refs, mm. like hard body, like the the ref wasn't making the right calls, or whatever. Like he, you know, he wasn't blowing the whistle when he should have for our team, right? And this guy had enough. He was like, "Blow the damn whistle!" 
mad loud. And then he did it a few times, and the ref wasn't having it at some point. It was like, you're out of here. Get out. And, like, kicked him out or whatever. And as he's walking out, he's, like, getting up in his face, like, ah! It was, like, mad. It was, like, the most respectful screaming match I've ever seen. Nobody threw no hands. It was just, like, in your face, jarring, screaming. And then, you know, he finally bounced. But from from a, you know, just from a father perspective, like, I I got pissed off to that point, but well, not to that point, but enough where I rationalized what the behavior that he was exhibiting and was like, I get it, and I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't condoning it necessarily, but I understood right. it. And then I see his daughter; she got fouled. They blew the whistle right before that all happened, and his daughter's at the foul line, and she's bawling. Oh man! Yeah, you think she's you think she's embarrassed? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, shit, not not like, I I was like riding hard with the dude, like, yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. And then when I see his daughter, I'm like, shit, bro, I get it. And then um, so the guy kept watching the game from like an upstairs place where he had no contact with with the court or whatever. And after the game, like he's like, man, I, I should have been sitting up here from the beginning. And, by, and I, you know, him and his daughter had like a moment. And I was like, shit, bro. Like, like, and that kind of, that was the tug of war that I was feeling myself as a parent, A, and B, from the competitive stance of like seeing your kids in, in that in that uh, environment. And I'm like, yo, that would have been, I was like, I could have been like a minute away from that being me. Yeah, I mean, I think the yeah, it is tough when you see like injustice with your kids. Right. Um, but I also think that and maybe we talked about this before, but just the idea of like we have to we have to be able to let our kids fail. But we also yeah. have to be able to let our kids navigate um, situations that maybe don't seem so fair and see how they they handle with it. I mean, it's my always my first instinct to try to go in and and correct stuff and. And, you know, make it right and help him through situations. But, you know, it, in the end, I'm probably doing him a disservice if I don't let him at least experience, you know, both the highs and the lows and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's true. In any case, they won the championship for that tournament. Yeah. And, and his daughter balled out. Like, that, <laughs> that girl was Ball. Even before that happened, she was out of her mind, going nuts in there. So, so it was good. But that was an interesting moment. Talk, <laughs> talking about balling, we got to bring on um, DJ Butch Rock, who's who's Nori's DJ. His daughter is like, I, don't, I mean, you would know better. I don't know if you follow him, but she's like huge in college basketball. Butch Rock's daughter? Yeah, man. I had no, I, I didn't even know he was of age to have a kid in college. Which rock is older than us? I had no idea. He looks man young. I've never met him. Bro. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, no, no. Yeah, his his daughter like it's really dope because if you follow him, he's at all her games. He's traveled to when they travel. Like he went to Spain and and you know they they even he's even taken her to because they're from the Philippines. Yeah, he's taken her to the Philippines to do workshops with the kids in the Philippines. What? And she's like you know and 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 stuff like that. And yeah, and she's like big. Like if you go on his thing, like you know she, they have like a mural of her in some places and. And, and yeah, I mean, I think I don't know much. About, you know, I'm not the sports guy, but I would say that she's definitely probably on her way to WNBA type of stuff because wow. she yeah. seems like she's really like really big and, you know, and what she's doing. And, and he's there every you know, he's obviously really into basketball. But I mean, that's his kid. And he's really like supportive 
and like he's there every step of the way and it's really it's it's fun to watch them and their social media and they're very close and and it's cool it's real cool <clears throat> so i would love to have him on soon well, shout out to butch yeah. rock i had no idea now nah, i'm yeah, following yeah. him oh we yeah. should give it we and we should give another shout out uh to our buddy ron on the art tip who's, yo yeah i yeah, want to yeah. give him a shout out man catalyst design thank you very much for sure yeah. Killing it on our uh, on our. I'm gonna call them we've, episode cards. We we've stepped up. We've we've finally figured out. I think uh, a you formula. Know, that, yeah, a formula <laughs> as it relates to what we're talking about, and and so big shout out to Ron and Catalyst Design. Word up. Yeah, man. Word up. All right. So so now, yes, <laughs> we have an, we have another guest, right? Yeah. Do, do you want to? Do you want to? No. Is it time yet? Yeah. About Ready? that time. Well, let's get him on. Yeah, at that time. I just want to introduce uh, Rob. So we got Rob Markman, who's a uh, great journalist and an artist himself. Done a lot of things. If you don't know him, you should. And, um, yeah, man, thank you for joining us. Nah, man, thanks for having me, man. I like that, man. Great artist, great journalist. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm playing the two. I feel like Ken Griffey right now. You know? You're killing it right now, brother. You're killing it. And from what I've, no, from Ken, what I've heard... Did Ken Griffey play two sports? No, he didn't. Bo Jackson did. Ken Bo, Griffey did. Bo Jackson. I feel like Bo Jackson. I got my references messed up. And, and from... <laughs> From what I've heard, uh, a great father as well. I mean, I've heard you. Um, so shout out to Premium Pete. I heard you on his show a couple times, and um, you know he 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 got into to your role as a father a bit, and you know I was I was uh, really interesting to hear, and you know the way that uh, you know you you put priority for your family and all that good stuff. So definitely one of the reasons why we wanted to have you chop it up with us a bit. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's the most important thing to me. You know, at the end of the day, like, the music business is great and it's fun and it's a dream to work in the music business, but I don't put nothing above my family. Like, if any part of this meant that I had to sacrifice time for my sons, then it's a no-brainer. We're not doing it, you know? Yep. All right. For just sure. to just to lay the just lay it out. What what's the dynamic in your home? Is it uh, how many kids do you have, and and how does how does your household operate? Yeah, no, nah, it's me. It's me and my wife and um, and my two sons. You know, I got I got a thirteen year old and a ten year old, and you know, my wife at this point, it, you know, stays at home with the boys, and you know, just kind of keeps everything home in order because you know as you guys know that the music industry the record business is very unpredictable it's a lot of yep. late nights you know there's a lot of um traveling you know just out of town and you know so she she provides the stability which was really you know i think she has the hardest job um but yeah you know it, it, it's just other than that just like you know kind of man it's a, it's a cool little 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 house man a cool little household um you know man and the kids are doing great man i'm, I'm blessed for it you you got you, st- you got started pretty early it feels like yeah um it, also i think i'm older than i look so i, I had my first time I was 25 when i oh, had my first son yeah you definitely look young, yeah. a lot younger than <laughs> than what reality is that's yeah. dope yeah i'm 30 so i'm 38 now so i had my first son when i was 25 and you know, the thing about that, you know, when I had my first son, um, I had just graduated college, uh, you know, not too long ago. It took me a minute to finish college because I was working. I worked through college and I was working in the mailroom 
you know, for a company. Mm-hmm. And after I got my degree, I knew I was I was cut out for more. I really wanted to get in the music business. It just wasn't happening. And when I had my first son, my I was still working in the mailroom. And there were a lot of people in my life, some family members, some friends, some fake friends, who, who really kind of talked down. Everybody just wondered where I was going with my life. Like, you know, here I was with a family and, and, and working in a mailroom where, where people didn't see a career. And, you know, I, I didn't really see a career for myself there. And it was a struggle for me. But, you know, through that mailroom job and with my wife and her job as a teacher at the time, we were able to buy our first house. Mm-hmm. You know, while I was working in the mailroom. That's real. And I would do I would do little freelance articles for like the source and Bob and stuff like that. So I would save writing money, but I wasn't in the music industry full time. And, you know, we were able to buy our first home, so we were proud of that. The funny thing is is when I got into the music industry, you know, around the time when we met, um, with Scratch magazine, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually took less money. I was making less money working you did in magazine the mailroom was in the mailroom that's crazy yeah <clears throat> but you and but I, you saw the ceiling you saw the ceiling was higher i assume yeah there was more of a future yeah. in it so I, I took a chance but it was hard at the beginning now you got to remember I, I come into into scratch magazine i come into publishing i come into the music industry i already got my first crib yeah that i just right. hustled for you know me and my wife hustled for it um and then i'm taking less money and I got my son. Yeah. And yeah. then what happened was Scratch Magazine didn't last that long. Scratch Magazine folded. So I was, I was at Scratch for a couple of months. And I knew when they hired me, it was on its last leg. So we were trying to save the magazine. Hmm. And my wife, you know, during that run, my wife tells me that, you know, she's pregnant. We, you know, we didn't plan to have our second son, but she's like, yo, I'm pregnant. So, you know. Of course, I'm happy and I'm thrilled. A couple of weeks after I found out she was pregnant, Scratch Magazine folded and I lost my job and I was unemployed. Okay. Um, so it was tough. And then, like, I had to take out a second mortgage. It got hard paying the mortgage and stuff like that. And th- there was a time when I didn't think I was going to make it. There was a time when I thought that being in the music industry and me kind of chasing this dream, that I failed my family a bit. Mm-hmm. Cause there wasn't as much stability and there was definitely a time when I was like, damn, I should have stayed in the mail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least I could have done that forever. With my eyes closed. So, you know, it, it was hard. And, and, you know, that comes back to, to me saying like, you know, the, the music is great, but it ain't, it ain't worth sacrificing your family and letting your family down and not being able, being able to provide. But luckily things worked out, you know, let me ask you Rob real quick. Um, that story you're telling in that in that time frame, I know you've always been an artist, like you've always been an MC, but you weren't going yeah. full throttle with it. Um, and yeah. now that it's kind of like become you know parallel career to 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 everything else you're doing, um, do you think it's at the right timing? Because maybe when you when your children were younger, do you think it would have been more difficult to to be able to do all the things you're doing now as an artist? Yeah, you know, especially the artists. I had always done the artists, uh, always done music, man. I I remember waiting till my son fell asleep when he was a baby and setting up. I used to have a rolling because at this time, look, I'm broke. I don't got no money for studio time. I used to have a rolling 1680, a little 16 digital track recorder, and I used to set up the mic in the kitchen in my parents' house. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 <clears throat> and like record mixtapes and stuff like that when my son was sleeping. Um, it was tough. You know, I had a producer that that I worked with um, in Miami, my man um, Roberto Flat, who I love. I you know I used to come in and out of Miami, Fort Lauderdale to yeah, work with him. Has. That's how I met you too. Yeah, with Has, yep, through Has. And but you know, me having a son at the time it was hard and my wife definitely looked at me like, Yo, what are you doing? Like because it wasn't bringing in any money. <laughs> yeah. But she was right, man. Like you know, there was times when she'd look at me funny, but she was always like super supportive. It was just hard. And the other thing that was hard was me working at Double XL when I finally after being laid off from scratch for a couple of months and then I got a job at Double XL, they were looking at me like the music was a conflict of interest. Right. So again, I'm working at Double XL, and I started hearing rumors that they were going to fire me because they saw that I had a mixtape on two dope boys. <laughs> when at the time I wasn't hiding it, like it wasn't a secret. Like you know, the only thing is when I would take pictures, I, I was always super self conscious, especially when I was younger about having glasses. Mm-hmm. So whenever I took my rapper pictures, I would take my glasses off. So. Like, anybody who was on that right or two dope boys could see, but I guess because I didn't have my glasses, most people didn't recognize me. It was like Clark Kent and Superman, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, but it had came to me, like, people was telling me, like, yo, they're about, they about to fire you because of this music. And I got a call late night for somebody who worked at XXL, like, high-ranking at XXL, who I trusted, and told me, it was like, yo, bro, they're about to ask you over this music thing. And... It hurt, you know, so I put music to the back. I said, nah, I can't I can't risk losing my job again because right. when I was laid off from scratch, I dug a hole for myself financially. Like, I'm using the credit card for everything, like gas, groceries right. every week. Like, the credit card is helping me get by. So by the time I get the job at XXL, I refinance the house, all of this, um... I'm starting to dig myself out of a hole, but I wasn't making no money at double XL neither when I first got there. Like it was, it was whack the salary. And I'm like, you know, the salary is whack. I can't lose this job. Like what I'm going to do if I get fired, I'm going to come home and my wife and kids will be like, damn dad, how you lost the job? And I'll be like, Oh, cause I want to put out a mixtape. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I had to man up and I had to put that to the side for the sake of my family, you know? So I had gotten to a point in my career where you know, I, I was just like, damn, I had to done so much stuff now that I work at Genius. And, you know, I'm 15 years in the game, and I'm a veteran, and my work speaks for itself, and it's solidified. And I think everybody knows that my heart and my intentions are pure. I said, let me try this music thing again, because it's always been a dream of mine. And that's the, like, I put it to the side. So it, everything worked out for a reason, you know? Let me ask this, Rob. What? So your kids are a little older. What do they think about you as an artist, or do they they still think you're cool, or are they or or are they like, ah, eh, it's just dad doing? They they still they favorite rappers is still Drake and Kendrick, man. I don't okay. really know <laughs> play in my own house, nah. But it's cool. They they're excited about like the moments that they get to witness. Like I had like an in store at the Apple Store in Brooklyn. Wow. Like they came through for that. So like that was kind of crazy. I performed at Barclays Center with Logic, so my kids got to see that. I thought that was a special moment. Yeah, definitely. Because my son at the time, he's like 12 at this time, and I wrote my first rap when I was 12. Mm. And so, you know, he he's in the Barclays, and he's like in the seats, and I come out and I, I do my thing. 
And when we got home later that night, me and my son, I mean, we stood up for hours just talking. He just had so many questions. He was like, yo, so let me ask you a question. Um, He's like, you wrote your first rap when you were my age, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, so that's been your dream ever since you was 12 years old? I was like, absolutely. And he was like, and, and you, it came true. Like, look at you, you're on stage. And then he translated to himself. He was like, yo, does this mean that I could do anything that I want to do? Wow. Like anything I dream of now, I could, I could actually make it happen? And I'm like, absolutely. So at the end of the day, that's worth more than any album sale to me. That's worth more than any stream, any yeah, radio sure. play, anything. It's like, you know, because my whole thing is called Right to Dream. And it's really telling people, you got the right to dream. You could do what you want to do and don't let nobody get in your way. And while I'm telling this message to the world, I really wanted to, to I want my sons to soak this up. Yeah, the, the most important people in your life. The message. Yeah, and so that's, now that they're soaking up the message. That's a big break, like, breakthrough. Right, that's dope. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so they see me They see me on stage when, when, you know, my video gets played or, you know, they see me like, on Hot 97 or hear me on the radio and stuff like that. Like, it, it really, you know, they take pride in it. It's cool, but I was, I'm still not their favorite rapper. You know? <laughs> right, right. I, I, got more, I got more work to do. I got to get this Drake guy out the way. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, good luck, bro. <laughs> I know. You ever seen that Dave Chappelle skit when, when his son is like, oh, Nick Cannon, he's hilarious. And he's like, man, Nick Cannon don't pay these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feel like that, man. You know what, though? They they can have other favorite rappers. At least they got some some people that got some wordplay. Yeah, man. No, don't put me in that in nah. that category. Nah, they say it could be worse. No, I'm, 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 I'm saying it could be way worse. His favorite rappers, it could be worse. Oh, it could be, be worse. worse. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the wordplay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, though, my son, my youngest son is like me, like, because we'll drive around and, you know, listen to the radio or whatever. And I think um, it was Lil Pump was playing. Mm -hmm. It was like Gucci Gang. And um, so I'm there, you know, I'm, I, you know, it's playing on the radio. So I'm singing along, it, you know, Survive, right? So because I thought my son liked it, Gucci Gang, that's what the kids like. So I'm there rapping, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. And my youngest son is looking at me like I'm a moron. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yo, dad, can you change this? He was like, I was like, why? I thought Lil Pump. I thought that you and your friends like Lil Pump. He was like, yo, this song is so stupid. It's only like two words in the whole song. <laughs> he was like, yo, he was like, yo, can you put on Kendrick's album or something? Wow. And I was like, wow, that, that's really my son. <laughs> you know what I mean? So listening to music with your kids, how, how do you go about or do you censor it all or do you try to push them in a direction of, of, you know, hearing certain songs over others just in terms of like the content? And I mean, I guess, you know, every parent is a little bit different in terms of how they yeah. how they handle that. Like if you had to sit down and kind of like break down what some of the lyrics are for the songs that they're listening to so that they better understand it or you just kind of let them and their friends figure that I, out i, I kind of let it happen happen naturally like up until recently i would just only play the radio or only play clean music around them you know what i'm saying but um my oldest son listens to whatever he wants he has his own map of music so i know what he'd be listening to um you know he's 13 i had to think about what i was doing when i was 13 so i let him rock but yeah. i remember my oldest son i i remember things like they were just always so inquisitive because music was always around i remember driving in the car Best I ever have came came out, so 
that was on nine. That means my son, my oldest, had to be like four at the time. And we're driving around listening to Drake, best I ever had. And, you know, he has that, that line, double cup love, you the one I lean on. And I remember my son at four years old was like, Dad, what does double cup love mean? Mm. Oh, man. And I <laughs> I explained at four years old, I was like, listen, you know, there's some people that drink something, it's called lean. Like, I broke down the bar. This is years before I work at Genius, <laughs> mind you. And I'm, I'm you like, annotated you know, it for them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there was that. So I'm open. If they have questions, I'm open. And then, you know, when, recently, too, the, 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 the talk I had with my oldest son is just like, the music, but everything, like the things you hear aren't necessarily real, like what, you know, as it pertains to women and sex. And I was like, you know, look, man, he's 13, man. So I know he's seen porn on the internet. Right. Like, I know he listens to certain records and a certain run. And I'm like, yo, that those are all exaggerated versions of sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how sex really is. So, you know, with my oldest one, I'm at the age of where I let him, absorb all that shit because you're going to see it anyway. It don't make no sense to try to fight it, but right. I just want him to know what the reality is. So I always try to reinforce that with some type of reality, you know? What, uh, so just kind of delving a little bit into your own, you know, fatherhood <laughs> story. How was your relationship with your dad and what was his, uh, presence in your life as you were growing up? Awesome, man. My father was amazing. Um, you know, I grew up with my mom and my dad. They had split up for a while when I was, like, around high school, mm. you know. Um, they had split up, but they, they got back together a couple of years later. So, I mean, there was rough parts. There was ups and downs. But even when my parents split up, I ended up staying with my dad and not my mom. Um, you know, my, my my dad is dope. And I've seen him. Listen, my dad has um, he's had issues, you mm. know. Um, real kind of serious issues growing up. Like there, there was plenty of times when I see my dad at his lowest, and I see him less than perfect. And you know, he 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 he. We all have demons, right? We all have certain shit that we struggle with. So I see my dad struggle, but he was always loving and supportive, like through it all. Even when he was at his worst, he was always there for us. So my, my you know, my dad is like, like he was the best man at my wedding. Like I, mm, I have two cool. best friends, and I couldn't figure out who to chooses my best man and when I thought about it my dad is always there for me like it would be whatever I call my dad right now and, and yo pop I got a flat tire I'm stuck and he'll come you know what I'm saying I hope right. he changes or, or whatever so you know we've always had that dope relationship and he you know my dad though wasn't the cool I think I'm I, I hope I'm more of a cool dad mm. my dad wasn't necessarily like cool dad like he was like the type for example he would never buy me Jordans or nothing like that. He just never saw the value in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or right. if I wanted some guests or some Hilfers or some Polo, he might not buy it. I remember one time he came home, he was hyped. He found he found a store of all bootleg gear. Like <laughs> We've all gone through that. <laughs> and he let me bought. He said, man, you get everything you want in here, man. <laughs> but it was fake. But he ain't know, he ain't know it was fake. Right, he, he just knew it was Prices fake. was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, me, I'm I'm a little bit of the opposite. Like my son, I remember the first day of school, one of my sons, the kids was was teasing him, or teasing other kids about their sneakers. This was the what are those phase, and right. I, I I came home. My son came home. I said, "Yo, anybody tease you about your sneakers?" 
And he was like, Dad, I don't get, care about that. I said, listen, because if they fucking tease you about your sneakers, we're going to go to the mall right now. I'll buy you a new pair of Jordans every day. I'm going to fuck. You're going to shit on this kid whole life. <laughs> like, it's the opposite of my dad. But um, but he, he was cool. Other than he ain't want to buy expensive clothes and shit. He was cool, man. He, he used to take us out to play ball all the time. Um, you know, he would always... My thing when I was a kid was going to the comic book store and going to the to the to buy CDs. So he would always, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's the, let yeah. me go to the comic so, store and let me go. Wait, I'm, me I'm go with you on that. Guy. Yeah, that was my that was my go-to. So do you see a lot of? Yeah. Do you take a lot from from your dad? You know the way he raised you, and do you do you infuse it into the way you raise your kids? I try, man. Um, I try. You know, my dad too. I, 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 he was cool, like we could always come to him, but he wasn't always in my face. Like, I, I feel like I try to be in my kid's face a little more. My, I had a lot of freedom with my dad. Mm, you know right. What I mean? um, he trusted he trusted us a lot, and knowing that, you know, I was I was a good kid, but I also got into a lot of bullshit. So I know, I, I, like, the one thing I, I could see, I I think as a kid I could I could fool my dad easy. Like I kind of lie to him or get over on him or. You know, say I was going to the library, but really going to a, to a friend's house. Or, you know what I'm saying? And my sons can't get over with that because I did all those tricks. So when my sons try to be slick, I always catch them. You know what I mean? But for the most part, yeah, like like if I, if I could be a father like my father was to me, I think I did my job. Has, has, has your parenting come, like, just instinctively? Like when you had your first son, did you kind of know what to do? I mean, based on how your parents raised you, whether good or bad, or did you, or you, did you just kind of throw everything out the window and say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do what feels right for, for me. Yeah. I just, I just have to learn. It's, it's not, we never really had to talk about it or how to parent. I mean, I, I think I just learned. Um, and I'm also picked up from my wife. Like my wife is very, um, motherly, like, you know, she, she, she's a teacher though. She's, she, um, stays at home now. She got her master's in education. In early childhood education, so she's oh, around kids sure all the helps. time. Oh yeah, yeah. So I always kind of looked at my wife for just like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we going to discipline them? How are we going to handle this? How are we going to teach them? How are we going to educate them? So having her, you know, has been you know, has been a blessing, man. Like, I know. How people, do you deal with conflict? You know, have, how, what happened with how, how do you deal with conflict? Her? No, no, with the, with with your sons, especially since they're at an age now where that's another know. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, what's kind of what's kind of the standard? I mean, I know each situation is different. I'm sorry to cut you off, but since you <laughs> yeah. start no, talking no, about so, that, it's curious. Uh, you know, at this point, it's, it's punishment. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I, I I've never been the type to really hit my kids or nothing like that. Like, I never felt like that would work. My youngest son is more sensitive. Hmm. Um. So, you know, my, my younger son, like, he'll he'll upset if you just tell him, yo, I'm disappointed. Like, he really takes that to heart. You know what I'm saying? Because he's really a good kid and he wants to do the right thing. So, you know, I, I just talk to him, you know, and, 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 you know, punishment. I take away the things that, that they value the most, which at this point is like video games. You know what I'm saying? Or, or is is that... My, my son. So, sorry, is is that... Like taking away the video games, do you find that to be the most impactful to to get the, your point across, or is it something else? Yeah, yeah, that, that's usually the most impactful when I take things because I give them so much. I ain't gonna lie, man. I probably spoil my kids. 
so they have so much like they don't you know what I'm saying that they don't necessarily have to ask me twice for mm-hmm. anything but that they really doing really good in school they they're really nice kids well mannered kids so I don't mind doing that stuff for them and then but you know I have to take it away like recently my son was having trouble in school in math. And um, he's a great student. He's an honor roll student. You know what I'm saying? Been an A student his whole, you know, Career. life up until this point. And um, he's been having trouble in math, and his grades have been super slipping. And so I took his video games away. And it wasn't a punishment, though. Like, I did it as a punishment. But I'm like, yo, you're having trouble in math. Like, you don't get it. Like, I feel like, yo, dude, at, at this point in your life, everything's come easy to you. Like, you're just naturally smart, so you don't have to study much. You get it. I'm like, you're having trouble here, so you need to apply a little more attention to your math work. I need to take away your video game so you can reset your priorities. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't even like punishing him just to... I, good I way like, of saying I'm it, taking too. it away. Yeah, this, this, this is punishment. But listen, I'm taking it away. And you got to reorganize your life. You got to rethink your priorities. You got to set your schedule and dedicate more time to studying. And then we can give it back once you bring that grade up. And you got to go get a tutor. So it wasn't just taking it away from him to punish them. It was like, because we do it, right? Like, there's sometimes, like, we're doing a bunch of different things. And you might, you know, get your priority at work or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might be slipping. Yeah. You need to take a step back and reassess. So more so than punishing him, I, I was really teaching him to take a step back and teach him responsibility too. Get it right. Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, thank God, knock on wood, is working. Like he's brought his math grade up um, the last couple of weeks, and you know, because I, I felt bad, I didn't want to punish him because he didn't know because he was having trouble in the math. I thought that was the wrong message to send either, mm, yeah. because he was trying. He just probably wasn't trying hard enough. You know, he probably just needed that extra whatever. You know, so I didn't want to punish him. I didn't want to make him feel like he was stupid or nothing like that because he's an incredibly smart kid. He just had to readjust his priorities. What about, so as, you, as you've as navigated your career and you've done a bunch, you know, worn many hats, how do, you, how do you look at your kids as far as involving themselves in similar types of employment or, or you know, extracurricular activities, call it, to try to earn a buck? Do Do you wish for them the same kind of thing or do you try to help or think about them outside of those those elements yeah i've, I've been thinking because I, I got my first job when i was 13 you mm. know what i'm saying and it was really because like i said my pops wouldn't buy me jordans like i wanted a pair of jordans <laughs> and I, I was gonna get them by any means oh, okay you're not gonna buy them. had a lasting Ooh. effect <laughs> yeah i'm about i'm about to get this job <laughs> you know what i'm saying and and that that was my first motivate motivating thing um, you know, I, I guess my son doesn't really have that because I get them everything they want. But, you know, I, I need to start instilling in them. And, and at this point, especially for the 13-year-old, that you got to work for things. You know what I mean? Like, things just don't come easy. Like, they become they come easy to you because you're a child and we could afford these things. But now you're going to have to start working. So, you know, that that's the stage that we're at now. As far as career goes, I don't think any of them. Well, I don't think my oldest one would do music. Hmm. Like he's not into it. Like he's into music, like casually as a fan and listens to it. But he's more into computers and science and stuff like that. I think I think he might go more down like a science line. Um, my younger one's into music. I I, I'm, I might see him doing doing music. But for me, it's whatever they want, whatever whatever they love. Like I think that's the lesson. 
It's like, yo, pick something that you love. Don't pick it because of the money. Don't pick it because you think it's going to make me happy. You know, that old school thing, like, yo, I got to be a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah, you're kind of doing it for the parents. It's like, man, do what you love and the money will come. And would you would, would you feel any uh, any kind of way if, if he your youngest did want to go into music, knowing what you know about music and the, or would you, uns- yeah, the instability like, and all that kind of stuff? So would you try to steer him out of it or you just like, him? Nah, I, if he truly loved it, I, I would encourage it. That's cool. Right. Ultimately, it, they have to have a real true passion for it and not not yeah. get into it for, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, and, and, and that and that comes with being blessed. It's hard to say that sometimes, you know, I you know, I've lived a life where I could um afford my kids that 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 lane to follow their passion. I mean, you know, there's some kids out there who have to start working and contributing to the household just to keep the lights on, you know what I'm saying, at sixteen, seventeen, or just to figure out a way to, to put themselves through college or something like that. So, you know, I feel incredibly fortunate in that, yo, man, if you love something, I, w- I will support you. If you really work it hard towards your passion, I'll support that because I know eventually it'll turn into something, you know what I mean? Um, is, and, I, you know, I know and I, that's a luxury. That's a, like is, a generational thing, too. Rob, is there anything like now um, doing the artist side of things and even even the other stuff you do when you go to events and you network and you travel and and you're at parties or whatever, is there ever a feeling of guilt on your side or even a guilt trip from your kids where it's like, why, you know, why are you doing that? Where you know why you're doing certain things, you know, networking and it's a part of the job. Is there ever a conflict? Nah, it hasn't been. I think they understand it because I think when I'm home, like, you know, we do things, you know, we go out, we do activities, we do things as a family when I'm around. Um, I think they're cool with it. You know, I, I think because they've always, all their life, I've kind of been in it. So that right, right. I don't so think it's nothing new to them. Like, right. Like sometimes, like, I'll come home and they'll see me come home from work and, like, I might have dinner real quick or, you know, kind of just see them off to bed or, or whatever. And then they'll see me getting ready to go to the studio. A lot of times after work, I'll come home, get dressed, wash up. Like, tonight I'm going to the studio. And they'll be like, yo, where you going? Are you going to the studio? Okay, what time are you going to be back? Or they'll see me in the morning like, oh, what time did you get in last night? What song did you do? What did you work on? Da, 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 right? So they'll have questions about it. Like, they're aware that, you know, I'm kind of in and out and all over the place. But, you know, at least once a day, like, I'm always I'm always home in the morning unless I'm out of town. I'm always making sure I'm there every morning to take them to school and get ready to, you know, to help them get ready for school. And... You know, they usually see me at night. Even if I have an event or something, a lot of times I come home first and then go back out. So at least they see me, you know. Well, ultimately, the consistency is what reigns supreme, for I think, in the long run with kids. Yeah. <clears throat> have, have you yeah. had to have Have you had to have the convo with them because they're at a, a little bit of an older age now in terms of just how to navigate, especially like with all the stuff going on with police and, you know, how to deal with that whole subject matter if you had to sit down and talk to them about that yeah and politics too yeah um, yeah more more so not for how they navigate but more so what they see on the news you know i, I right. know um when my oldest he he's cool now he's kind of settled in 
But when he was coming to age, like, you know, just a year ago, maybe going from 12, going on to 13, just seeing the things on the news, I, I could sense stressed him out. Seeing, you know, um, cops murdering people and getting away with it and protests and just kind of the world and, and disarray and Trump. And, you know, so we talk about politics a lot. And, and it's funny because there's some things that my son doesn't understand or, or views the world differently than, than how I do, you know. Um, so we talk about it. We talk often about kind of like, you know, politics and, and more so like just the things that, that happened in the world, you know, just recently, um, you know, the synagogue shooting in Pittsburgh. Right. You know, we, we talked about that. Like, you know, the kids see it, you know. And one time my son was, was really stressed out about um, climate change and shit like that. And, and, you know, whether or not the world, like global warming and, and and if the world was going to end, you know, sometimes you come across these articles where it's like, oh, scientists say, you know, the polar ice caps are melting and da-da-da, and by the year such and such, such and such, the you know, the coastline will be too hot to inhabit. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you come across yeah, right. those stories. Like, they're on the internet. Like, they read that stuff. And my son is super into science. So, I, you know, I know for a while that was stressing him out. So, you know, it's just, you know, just talking with him through these things. Yeah, that's something. I mean, my son is, my son is six, and uh, you know he's starting to just take in more information, especially from things that are around him and uh, things at school that maybe you know. Because when they're younger, you're used to being around them a lot more. Uh, when it's not school, and they're just you know he's taking in more information, and now it's like you know he's asking more questions about different things, especially as it relates to just what goes on in the world, and you know it's, some of it's catching me off guard a little bit like all right i guess it's time to start you know talking yeah, about some, it, some some of these different things and because it definitely affects them or you know at least give them a heads up on what's going on I, I yeah like, nah it's tough but you got to be honest with them i think yeah because they, yeah i think they know more than we did at a younger age just because they're exposed to so much more information there's a lot more information to confuse them as well which is crazy yep yeah that was that was uh e- that was E's other baby, <laughs> the dog, right? Oh yeah, my dog in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob, you got uh, you got anything you want to plug, man? I know I know E's got to jump in a minute. Nah, yeah, I mean you know. This feels deeper. This feels more important than the plug, man. I, you know, I, w- I would just tell people out there, whoever's listening, um, you know, to to. I think being a parent is an opportunity. First of all, your, your priority becomes your children, you know, but they see your actions and and and, you know. You you got to be happy with your life too, as a parent. You know what I'm saying, and I think you know, leading by example and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think my, my, my kids see me out here pursuing my dreams and pursuing things that I love. And, you know, I think it sparks something in them. So, you know, I would just tell all parents, it's hard. I know, especially when you have younger kids and, and, and because they require so much more attention. But, you know, let let your kids see you happy too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they, def- I, they man, definitely I, pick up I, I on that. that rubs off. They pick up on so much, like you know. And my dad was 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 a happy 
person. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I picked up on his happiness and his joys. Um, it really, it really goes a long way. Yeah, agreed. Great advice. Yeah, man. I'm glad we have a you know a little platform so we can all talk about this stuff for sure. Nah, it's super important. It's super important, man. I think you know, I, and I commend y'all. Like like I said, when EFN hit me. And and asked me and kind of told me the concept. I'm like, I'm all in. Like, this is different. Like, I talk about music all day, but you know, you know, guys like Premium Pete, like, you know, guys like like Sway, who's been a mentor for me. I see how he is with his daughter. Like, you know, his daughter has a playlist on Spotify that him and his daughter curate together to give chances to up and coming artists. Like, you know, and she's so bright. She goes to NYU, and and I'm watching her go through college and I'm watching her grow up and you know that that bond that that parental bond that fatherly bond is 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 so important and I think a lot of times in hip-hop we didn't see it we heard so much stories about you know so many growing up without their fathers and without a father figure and I think we're in the generation now where fathers want to be present you know I think Pusha T had this great quote and you can see examples of it all around like you know, if you go back, listen to the music that we came up on. Listen to like Exhibit Paparazzi. Yeah. Right. It's such a dope. Was that the song? That was the one oh, for his son. No, Foundation, no, the one. Foundation, Foundation, Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Foundation. Foundation. I'm bugging. Yeah. Foundation was to his son. Like. Yeah. You. You know. Now, I wonder where that kid was. I think his son's name was Trey. Like, it would be amazing to see where where, where that kid is now. You know, like we 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 grew up and we heard songs like that. You know what I mean? Which is dope. To the point, I remember um, Pusha T had a quote that he was like, yo, like, if you're not taking care of your kid, you can't even hang out with us. I don't want you in the club in the VIP section <laughs> if, yep. if you owe child support. Like, fuck out of here. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? I think with, 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 with hip-hop really made us into a generation that I think we want to be present and we want to be there for our kids. And that should be dope. Yeah, we see it so much more now. Everyone's, you know, pr- proud mm-hmm. to be a father. Yeah, Davies, everyone, Davies but, named, yeah. named his whole album after his daughter Kyrie. Like, there's so many examples of it, man. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, even Kanye has, yeah. you know, nah, what's going on with Kanye, but you see the kids <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, obviously Khaled. Dope, man. Yeah, Khaled, come on, man. Like, that's crazy. Like, Diddy's son is, is rapping now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and look just like his pops. And, so, you know, it, it's dope, man. It's just dope to see. That's it. And on that note, yeah, man. Yeah, my brother. You're always welcome here. Please come back. Right, right now, nah, yeah. I, I got a, I got a toddler, so it, it's going to be a long a long run for this show for me. Yeah, <laughs> I we're, need giving, it, we're, give, we're giving E weekly therapy yeah, here. I need this. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're a little bit further down the road than he is, so. Yeah, it's going to keep you in shape, though, bro. It's going to keep you on your toes, <laughs> man. Y'all need to... You don't need a gym membership. You just gonna be chasing <laughs> after the low one. For sure. All right, all right, brothers, man. Rob, Yo, appreciate, appreciate you, dog. Take care, man. All right, man. Appreciate Thank you for everything, man. Peace.